Welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. My name is Dr. Brooklyn Storm and I help private practice owners align their business back with their soul's calling, with their big vision and with their soul's purpose. Unlike other private practice coaches, I've traveled the world in search of spiritual resources, spiritual tools, education and information so that you can have the transformation that your soul desires and needs so that you can up-level your business. How much fun is this? I love it so much. Guys, if you're not already a member of the Private Practice Monthly Mentorship Group, please check out the show notes. I would love for you to be there. In the meantime, thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. Good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday. My name is Dr. Brooklyn Storm. I'm the host of this podcast. I am super pleased that you're here. Thank you so much to everybody for pushing play on another episode. And if you're new, welcome. You know, I hope that you absolutely love it here. We're celebrating this week because thanks to you, um, we've now published 250 episodes. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Like, where does the time go? And I know, I was thinking to myself, how did I find 250 different things to talk about (laughs) when it comes to private practice, you know, Um, because I don't plan out my podcasts, uh, as you know, (laughs) or maybe you don't, but what I do before I record them is I tune into my inner guidance and I ask what people need to hear today. Um, So thank you. I also want to honour everybody who listened to the last episode on how to work as a private practice practitioner without having been vaccinated. I know it's such a sensitive topic and uh, it was really just my deepest honour to be able to speak to that and support everybody in navigating these difficult times that we're having at the moment. But today my higher self said, um, well, my that's not true, let me start again. <laughs> today when I was getting ready for our podcast, I was thinking to myself, hmm, what should I do? Maybe I'll do some um, work on self-reflection and, you know, letting go of 2021 and da-da-da-da-da. And then I just thought, do you know what? Everybody's doing that right now. And honestly, when I'm looking at all the posts that are flying around, I mean, I'm only on Facebook and a little bit of Instagram, but um, everybody seems to be doing that. And I just thought, oh, you know, I, I want to do something different. And so then this morning I was tuning in and my higher self said, yep, agree, don't do that. Um what people might benefit from now is learning about how to create some organic traffic to their website and for their offers and for their services, uh, you know, and setting all of that up over the Christmas period so that they're good to go and fill their diaries over the new year. That would be more helpful. So I thought, okay, cool. Um, So this episode is going to be quite a practical one, Um, a little bit of the how-to. So if you like, as usual, do grab out your journal. And I want to say, you know, I I received an email from a lady called Kate during the week and it was just so, 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 so nice because she said she's gone and got a journal and um, she calls it the Private Practice with Soul Journal and uh, she's listening to all of the episodes and she's writing down things from them and implementing them in her practice. So um, that was just such a joy for me to hear because that's what I like to imagine is happening out there in the world. Um, So yeah, thank you. I hope that you get a lot of value out of today's session. So 
The reason that I wanted to focus on organic traffic is because I understand many of you are just starting up um, and so, you know, we're bootstrapping, but there's also um, a case to be made for playing around and experimenting with different traffic pathways before you go spending money on them. So I think sharing this with you is going to be helpful no matter what stage of practice that you're at. Um, visibility is always a good thing. So let's get stuck into it. I will talk uh, a little bit about social media, but then I'll talk about some non-social things too, because I understand that all of us are um, social people. So first off, let's look at your Facebook personal profile. I know, now don't have a panic attack. Um, yes, clients are going to find you on your personal profile, but here's the thing. Um, personal profiles get a lot more um, eyes on them than posting on your business page. So as a private practice coach, one of the things I hear a lot is um, private practice owners having a business page and they're posting on that and they're not getting any traction. I mean, you can go and have a look at mine. I've got like, I think it's 5,000 followers. Um, I've got a really big email list, etc., etc. I post content on my Facebook business page, Private Practice with Soul, rarely get any engagement. Why? Because the business page, you don't need it. The only reason that you need a business page is if you're going to run Facebook ads, which I don't think you should be doing. That's, I'll tell you why later. Um, so I wouldn't even really, well, I wouldn't bother really with a Facebook business page. Um, as I said, I just, I don't use mine much. I just share my content um onto it rather than posting uh, from it. I don't write any special content for my uh, business page. My clients do not find me through my business page. Um, it's not a referral pathway for me. Um, I have other, other referral pathways, so I don't invest much time in it. Um, but if you are somebody who loves doing Facebook ads and you run them really well and you're willing to invest that money, then you absolutely need a business page because you cannot create a Facebook ad account without a business page. So that's that. Um, if you're a new practice, I would not go paying for ads. I would start building organic traffic, which is what we're doing today. So you do need to have a personal profile. Now, I understand some of you are going to, you know, be panicking a little bit and thinking to yourselves, oh, no, I don't want clients to find all my personal stuff. Da, 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 da. So, you know, with my personal profile, I do use mine mostly for sharing information, funny memes, um, uh, my 12 days of Christmas. So I think today's day 12. Yeah, uh, my 12 days of Christmas went out. Um, sometimes I post like uh, last week I posted, I got a new bookshelf and I posted a picture of my new bookshelf. So I just try and use my personal profile to do more of a behind the scenes personal look at well, this is what the life of, you know, private practice owner is like. This is what happens. This is, you know, and I just be real on that. And I have for myself a little guiding principle that says, if I'm not happy for a client to see it, don't post it. <laughs> um, now, you might not feel overly comfortable um, with clients seeing what you're posting and you might like to post pictures of your family and pictures of your children and you don't want your clients to see that. 
in which case start another profile okay um, it's easy enough to do get a second profile happening um, you don't have to call it your business name but definitely have your business name in there somewhere and then what you're going to do is um, you're going to start to post and there's um, you know some tips for how to post I think you need to know who your audience is and what they like so I know even with my 12 days of Christmas I've added hundreds of people to my um, email list as people have been downloading. I've got loads of testimonials and reviews from people who have accessed uh, the resources I've been giving out one a day um, over the last 12 days. And so I'll be able to use those in my marketing later on. People have booked um, calls with me, all that sort of jazz. But those posts um, on the surface don't get that much engagement in terms of you don't see many um, thumbs up or hearts or anything like that. It all have all the engagement happens behind the scenes. The things that people feel safe um, engaging with in my personal profile are things like memes. So they love um, anything to do with, you know, so I put up memes on spirituality, memes on counselling. They love that. Um, and the other thing that my audience feel very safe engaging with is when I post pictures of myself with my face, um, pictures of Gabe um, and pictures of like what I'm what I'm doing, you know, in my, in my private life, whether I'm I think I planted uh, planted. <laughs> I posted pictures of my fruit trees before I moved um, stuff. Well, the bookshelves, as I said last week. So when you are using your personal profile to build relationships, um, there's a way to do it. First off, you need to have um, uh, what we call like a post that's going to um, appeal, you know, that's going to get people interested in following you. So as I said, for me, that's like stories. It's stories about my personal life. It's um, stories about how I've overcome obstacles. People love that. Um, they get high engagement, lots of comments. You can go back to my Facebook profile and see if you like. Um, and they love, as I was saying before, memes and, and stuff like that. So I know if I want to get new people, I want to be posting things like that. And then every now and again, I will do a promotional post. Like I auto share my podcast. So every time my podcast is published, I use a platform called Podbean. It's free um, for those of you who are thinking I started a podcast, but it has this um, feature on it where it automatically shares your post to um, your profiles on your social media. So I don't know if you call it a promo post or not, but every week the cover of my podcast gets shared to my personal profile as well as to all my business pages and groups um, and you know it just says oh this is the latest episode da, 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 da. now I rarely get engagement on that but people will send me emails after listening so you have to balance um, building relationships posts that are going to let people see the real you with posts that let them know what you're doing Okay, um, because then they can just click that link. So for me with the podcast, they can click that link and then they can come and they can get to know me by listening to a podcast episode or two on the weekend. Okay, and then they might listen to a couple more and then they're going to follow and stuff like that because we're starting to build that relationship. So for you, um, only post what you feel comfortable having a third party 
look at having a client have a look at but do have a mix of things and so generally you want to have something that's just light and easy and fun Um, then you want to have a little story about something you overcame how you overcame it Um, and then you might want to have one or two posts a week that are a little bit more promotional the other thing I like to do is include a um, call to action on all of the posts which you know was really interesting because I used to struggle with this I used to really loathe the idea of you know inviting people to do this or do that but I was talking, I've been speaking to lots of people this week. I was talking to somebody earlier this week and I was asking her, why was now the right time for you to book a call with me? And she said, well, I have been on your Facebook profile and I see that, you know, lately you've had a call to action on everything. And do you know what? I just thought, why not? I'm just going to click that link and, and book the call. I'm sick of sitting on the fence. I want to do something. And, um, That was her experience. And then another lady, when I asked her why was now the right time to book a call, and she said, I find it really difficult to ask for help. I don't like putting myself in a position of having to ask for help, especially when I've asked for help before and people have made such a big thing of it and they've messed me around and it just makes me feel awful. But, you know, when you put out the invitation, just even the word invitation felt a lot easier for me to take that step and book a call than, you know, not calling it an invitation. So note to self, um, when you've got your call to actions, um, don't call them a call to action, but make them gentle and friendly. Think about you, like how do you feel asking for help versus how would you feel being invited to do something? So really be clear about how you're um, wording your um, calls to action. And the other thing that you want to do is be mindful of the call to action that you're choosing. Because if you have a cold audience, a cold audience is someone who's new to you, um, they're going to be very unlikely to put themselves in a position of booking a call. Very unlikely. It's most of the people who um, book calls you may not know them, but they do know you because they've been following you for 12 months. They've been listening to your podcast for six months. They have been, you know, some say, <laughs> some say, oh, I've been lurking in the shadows, Brooklyn, and I haven't been engaging in the group, but I've been watching everything and now's the time. It's it's a warm audience that are more likely to book a call. So have a think about, okay, what would a new person feel comfortable doing? And what's my intention? So be intentional with your call to action, okay? Um, and the other thing that can work really, really well is to, if you have a little testimonial or or a review, post it along with a little link to apply to work with you, okay? So um, that can be really, really helpful as well. Um, some of my posts are long. They tend to get more engagement than my short ones. So just play around with it and Um, see what's going to feel right for you. So that's the first thing, looking at your personal profile. Um, If you like, copy and paste that post from your personal profile onto your business one to keep the page fresh. The The real function of a business Facebook page, apart from being able to run Facebook ads because it connects to your business account, is um, it gives people a, a chance to verify that you're a legit business but they can also do that on google right 
All right, so here's another, um, so that's way number one. Way number two for organic free uh, traffic for your private practice is to do Facebook Lives. But here's the thing. Um, I want to say if you're not good at them, don't. There's a, that's harsh though, but what I mean is if you don't have, and I'm talking from my own experience, and you can go and look at my mistakes. I don't hide them. They're there. You can go and look at them. Some of my videos are so dark you can barely see me some of my videos are glitchy um, some of my videos don't have captions um, some of my videos I'm just rambling and waffling instead of being short and concise um, some of my videos I just don't look good <laughs> like um, pre presentation wise you know um, so if you're going to do a Facebook live I think there's an absolute benefit to doing it well it's not about being perfect but um, I think you have to be mindful of a certain standard. Um, at least brush your hair and put on a bit of lippy if you're going, to, if you're, uh, you know, going to jump on a, a Facebook live. If that's your audience and that's going to resonate with your audience, but look presentable, you know, um, and be prepared for it. Don't waffle and ramble like I used to on mine. Be really clear and be really intentional and think to yourself, right, what's the quickest way? I can get this information over to my clients and just write out two or three dot points. That's all you have to do. And then put a sticky note at the top of your computer under the little camera. So it looks like you're speaking to the camera and just speak to those three things and then get the heck off your Facebook live, just in and out. No rambling, no waffling. Okay. Make sure that you have a, a um, background behind you that is consistent with your brand personality okay so um, for me what I'll be doing shortly because I'm renovating at the moment as you know um, so I can't do my lives now so that's why I haven't been doing them lately but um, when I've got my new desk what will be behind me is my bookshelf. And on my bookshelf, I've got, you know, my sticks of smoky quartz. I've got all my spiritual books. I've got, um, you know, there's a moon lamp there. There's a, a Buddha head, the sacred geometry. There's a little light up sign that said good vibes only. Stuff like that, like stuff that people associate with me. So that's going to be my background. It's not distracting, but what it's doing is it's showing who I really am, right? This is my study in my home this is who I am it's not staged or anything like that but the background's consistent with who I am like I am my brand I am my brand personality one of the mistakes that people often make when they're doing Facebook lives is they have a very messy background or they have too much going on. And the problem with that is instead of listening to your message and building a relationship with your audience by giving them something useful that they can take away, um, what happens is they're not listening to a word you're saying. They're trying to, you know, figure out what's going on in the background. Okay, so make sure that you've got a presentable background okay um one of the things i learned as a result of doing my videos on, on facebook live was people tend to watch them in their own time now i used to take this really um personally at the beginning i used to think oh no one loves me no one likes me what's the point why do i keep doing this but then when you go back and have a look you see people do watch them and i know that most of my audience prefer to 
not join me on the live because they're probably at work or something. I do them in the middle of the day, but they tend to watch them on the weekends or they watch them after hours. So they get watched. Don't think because you're speaking and it says one viewer or two viewers and then those one or two disappear halfway through your live that no one's watching. People are and they're watching their own time. So don't take it personally. It's just how, how Facebook and life work. Um, the other thing that I learned is that you can have a look at your stats for Facebook lives and it will show you the amount of time that people are watching your videos and most people watch my videos for between five and ten minutes which apparently is a really long time um, which is fantastic because that tells me that I'm giving them useful information. Um, the average watch time is 60 seconds so keep that in mind when you open your Facebook live straight away before you introduce yourself just assume they know who you are perhaps but imagine you've got 60 seconds and you want them to get something really valuable lead with the transformation okay lead with that and when you finish doing all of that say thanks for watching my name's Dr. Brooklyn Storm well say your own name etc <laughs> um, etc et um, thanks for watching this video um, remember to subscribe so you get notified when I do more or you know come back later and I post those videos once a week or something whatever you want to do um, and then what you also want to do is um, Facebook live when you go to publish your video um, well, when you go to record it, you can set it up to auto-generate captions. Definitely do that because um, not many people listen to audio. More people will read captions. So make sure your captions are set up and it's really easy to do. When you're getting ready to go live, you get the option to do captions. You also get the option to share your Facebook Live to other groups and um, places. If you, I say don't share it to groups because you don't want to get into trouble by admin. I don't know many groups that allow you to go live. I don't allow live videos in my groups. Um, but um, do check because if you're in a big group that's relevant to what you're going to be talking about, um, check with admin first, see if you can go live in the group, share your Facebook live in there. Um, you can share your Facebook live to your stories, to your personal page, all over the shop. Okay. When you have finished your Facebook live, you also have the option to download it. So definitely do that. Um, and then what I would recommend you do is um, go and publish it on YouTube. All right. It doesn't take long to do. Um, it, you've probably got a YouTube account already. Most of you, um, I think mine's attached to my Gmail, um, which I don't use. I've, I've set up Gmail years ago. I've, I haven't used it for eons, but um, all the Google stuff that I do use now is connected to that for some reason. So um, your YouTube, you'll find within your Google account usually. Um, and yeah, you can just go there and upload your video. Make sure you've got a good description in there. Put links back to your website or to your diary. Um, and it doesn't matter where you're sharing it. Always comment under your live with the link to view it. Okay. Even though it's right there, but do. 
Why? Because social media love links. Um, Facebook especially because Facebook does not love your business. Facebook is all about community and connection. So if you have a link, Facebook thinks you're sharing, which it really enjoys. So um, a little bit of a simple structure for a Facebook Live. Um, I wouldn't start with an introduction. I would just get straight into the transformation. Um, So for example, I might say, hi, today I want to show you how you can fill your diary in 30 days or less. Now, straight away, people are sitting up versus, hi, thank you so much for tuning into my video today. My name is, no, people have clicked out. Okay. So lead with the transformation. Um, If you want to, and it's a teaching video, just teach them one or two things. um, And then at the end, do the introduction. So that's what I do. Um, And then, yeah, people say, uh, should I be giving away my best stuff? And I know it's controversial. Um, I think you have to do what feels right for you. I don't think about my stuff as the best stuff or the non-best stuff. I just share openly. Um, I, I really am happy to do that. I think that the more helpful I can be, the better it is. Okay. The other thing that you can do if you feel called is uh, you can boost your live and um, you can do that to, you can boost it um, to people who have engaged with your video, people who've watched past videos, people who like your page, also that. Um, Plus you can, so that's boosting to a warm audience, plus you can boost to a cold audience. Um, And there I would definitely be looking at boosting to um, influencers in your area of specialization because um, we want to make sure that Um, we're being seen by them and start building a relationship okay the other thing that you can do is encourage engagement throughout your life by saying things like you know um, if you're here joining me today let me know where you're from or um, you know show me with an emoji the mood your mood today or the mood of your private practice or how's your week been show me with your favorite gif in the comments something like that get get people feeling like you're you're right there with them and you can talk to them and acknowledge them by name hey thanks tom you know hi from melbourne yeah how are you going down there with the restrictions blah 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 how's it affecting your practice da, 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 da. yeah okay today we're going to talk about this so getting some engagement is really good um If you're going to be boosting, um, I think you need to throw a chunk of cash at it in order for it to be um, uh, worthwhile. I see so many private practice owners say, oh, well, I threw 20 bucks at my um, boost and I got nothing, you know, it it only went to like 300 people or something like that. To to boost, for boosting to be worth it, um, you probably need to look at about a thousand dollars. That's the reality, um, because the more you spend, the more reach it's going to get, and it becomes a numbers game. So, if you're up for it, do it. I would not be boosting every video. I would do live videos, and then after three or six months, I would go back and see which ones are the most popular, and I would find the one that had been watched the most and had the most engagement, and I would boost that. So maybe just put 20 bucks a week away in your marketing budget um, with the intention of once a year throwing $1,000 at a boost or something um, and see how you go. And 
it sounds like a lot of money, but let's not get in that stuck mindset where we're thinking we're losing, we're losing something. We're not. When you um, put out that thousand dollars for your um, boost, what's going to happen is maybe a hundred thousand people are going to see your video, and how many would you need to work with to get that thousand back, right? It always comes back to you. But if you have a mindset of, oh, I'm not going to spend the money and, you know, it's not going to be worth it, and da, 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 then you're only doing yourself and your audience a disservice by not showing up for them. You make the money back with your traffic, with list building, with inquiry calls and with your conversions. Okay, so when's the best time to... Um, throw money at a boost I would say when you're about to launch a high ticket offer I wouldn't do it for regular counseling I would do it if you had a summit if you had um, if you were launching your coaching intake you know and maybe your coaching is about five thousand or ten thousand um, dollars you know if this boost goes out to even fifty thousand people and five book you just made fifty thousand dollars from spending $1,000. So shift your mindset, get out of fear and get out of this stuck mentality of, oh, I can't spend the money in it. You know, I'm losing, I'm losing. You're not losing. You're investing in getting clients for your business. You're swapping $1,000 for a $10,000 enrollment. Makes sense, right? So there are two ways. The other way to um, get organic traffic is, of course, to have, we call it a lead magnet, but a lead magnet is um, something that you give away to people that's useful, right, that, that doesn't have any fluff. It just gets straight to the point. It's going to give them a win pretty quickly um, and you give it in exchange for an email address, right? Most people are happy to do that because, of course, they can unsubscribe if they're not not loving your emails okay now I it looks like I send a lot of emails to my list I think but I publish my podcast twice a week so twice a week on um, a Wednesday and a Saturday my audience get an email um, but other than that I think they are oh, and then they get their onboarding series so when they join a program with me um, they get a welcome email or, or when they join the group the Australian counselors in private practice online um, they have an onboarding series and when they first join my list there's um, another onboarding series so um, there can be times where people do receive a few emails from me um, but generally once they've moved through those onboarding processes it's these two emails uh, a week just to let them know about the podcast is out big deal so what if they aren't happy um, getting those they can unsubscribe it's really clear there on the bottom if you don't like it unsubscribe so um, the reason that it's important to um, you know give somebody something that's useful and valuable in exchange for their email address is because you want to build that relationship um, because this, this is why you do it, right? This is why you're in private practice. It's all about helping people and it's all about nurturing relationships. It's my highest, highest, highest joy and pleasure when I start to um, receive emails. So most of the time, straight after I release a podcast, um, within a couple of hours, emails start coming in from listeners. And they will usually be um, something like, oh, I needed to hear this today or thank you for speaking to this or, or something like that. And then I can reply. So we're starting conversations and we're building relationships. And I love that just for the fact that I love it. 
Okay, so this is this is why you want to do it. Um, it's all about that connection. You're not selling to them. You're not promoting anything to them. You're simply connecting. You're you're allowing that. You're inviting them to respond. You're inviting them to write back. Everything. Okay, so um, if you don't have a podcast and that's auto publishing, here's a, something else that you can do that I would suggest you do. In MailChimp or ConvertKit or Infusionsoft or whatever you're doing, I would have um, a welcome sequence for anybody that's um, downloaded your lead magnet, anybody that joins your list. Um, and a welcome sequence is just, um, you know, it can be two or three emails. Some people do more. I would just keep it really simple. The first email would be like, hey, welcome to the fam, you know, welcome to the community, da, 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 um, and tell them what they're going to get from being in your community, right? Other private practice owners love being here because they get discounts on this, bonuses on this. They hear before anybody else in our industry about this, da, 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 right? Let them know what they're going to get, right? Um, and then the second one, you might do a little story and include a photo of yourself with your dog or, or your cat or something like that. Um, and then the third one, you might have a list of some free resources that they can grab and access, including joining your group or if you have a group or um, and drive them over to your website because even if you have a free resource on your website what will happen is um, most of the time they'll click around you can check this for yourself there's some free software you can get just google um, website heat map and um, that will show you exactly where people are clicking on your website and where they're spending most of their time um, and most of the time people aren't reading your blog by the way <laughs> so yeah blogs are great for SEO but um, a lot of the time people aren't reading them people will go to your contact page your about page and your fees <laughs> um, so anyway do drive traffic over to your website because you're going to have a cookie Banner on your website because obviously that's the law <laughs> so you're going to have a cookie banner on your website and when people agree to the cookies they get to access all your content um, and that cookie then communicates with Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and Google and Safari and all of those sorts of search engines um, to serve your content up to people that tend to visit your website. So if I have 100 um, private practice owners visit my website and they all click the accept cookies button, what's going to happen is if I run a Google ad, for example, um, the Google ad is going to say, oh, all right, then I'll send this to all the 100 people that have clicked on Brooklyn's website and um, their immediate circles of friends and the friends of the friends because, you know, the this is how it all works behind the scenes. So if you don't have cookies uh, enabled on your website, you are missing out on connecting with your audience. Um, so definitely go and activate them because what's the point of being in business if you're not going to um, help people? right? And you're only going to help people by building your audience. So there's um, that as well. So, and 
having a lead magnet, as I said, a lead magnet is just for me, like my 12 days of Christmas have been 12 separate lead magnets. One was the ultimate private practice checklist, for example. So anyone who didn't have that, who wanted it, was able to download it. They've now joined my list. Um, Of course, some unsubscribed, which is absolutely fine. I don't want people who don't want to be there, right? I'm not forcing anyone to read my emails, but um, then I had like 11 more lead magnets. But the reason for it is you want to be able to expand your email list so that you can build those connections and, and help people. Okay. So there are three organic ways plus email. Um, your email is the fourth way. So email is free usually. And all you have to do is find a, oh, what do I want to say? find a day of the week and a time of the week that works for you um, to sit down and write it. You know, I've written some very short emails that had really high engagement rates and really high click-through rates. I've written long ones and I spent a lot of time doing them that had virtually no interaction. So get to know your audience, get to um, look at the stats and understand the stats that your email provider um, gives you. Um, because you will start to see a pattern emerging of what your audience really like to read from you and what they don't. And this helps you write better emails and improve your click-through rate. And that's important because we want people clicking through to your website or your diary or your videos or your YouTube channel and stuff like that. So there are four ways that don't cost you anything that you can start to get more traffic over to your website. Oh, and here's the other thing. Um, If you are on Psychology Today, definitely go and put your link um, in your About section on your website back to your Psychology Today profile. Why? Well, um, Google likes it when you have links um, to other websites and you're sharing stuff. But um, Psychology Today, they have a team of experts who's whole and sole job it is to do amazing SEO. I mean, if you Google yourself, um, you know, and you're on Psychology Today, you're going to come up as, you know, the top person, you know, the top listing or the second from the top listing. Their SEO is that good. So leverage that for your own website by including a link. Okay. Or, um, Yeah, I would definitely include a link. I was going to say what you could also do is copy and paste the text that you put on your profile there, but I don't think that's going to work. Um, But do copy and paste your link from Psychology Today into your About section. Something like um, just highlight words that say, you know, that you're a counsellor or something. Highlight that word counsellor, insert link, copy and paste the link from Psychology Today and then press enter. And that way um, you'll be able to improve your Google ranking by leveraging off your Psychology Today. I know. Do you love it? Do you see what I mean? Like it gets to be super easy. And here's a last tip for you. So tip number five um, is definitely track your numbers. Track, 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 track. I don't work with people who don't track their numbers. It is a requirement. Why? Because I want you to be responsible. You know, you can't run a business without looking at your numbers. And one of those numbers is going to be, you know, things like your click-through rate or the number of people on your email or the number of times you post or your engagement or something like that. So You need to be aware of the numbers because that tells you how to be more impactful 
and of course more profitable and even if profit isn't your goal like even if you're not in private practice to you know make the million dollars if you're in private practice because you want to provide a service to people who might miss out otherwise well you're still in business and you still need to um, reach people you still need to connect with people and of course you still need to um, turn over some money otherwise it's not really a business is it it's more like a hobby and that business that the business the turnover that you make um, if you don't want it to be profit that's fine reinvest it in upgrading your software for telehealth or reinvest it in getting your own coaching or mentoring or reinvest it in doing your own paid advertising if you're at that stage okay um anyway i've gone off on a tangent i think i'm just i get so excited about this stuff don't i anyway um yes track your numbers because over it takes time like i would say a good six months to see what's working before you can start um you know doing less and making tweaks and changes but yeah just choose one thing that's going to work for you um for me i focus on facebook as you know and my podcast they're my two things uh, but it took me a lot a lot of trial and error to land on these two okay so do what works for you if you're not a facebook person you don't have to be focus on having really fantastic seo and content on your website Alrighty, i hope that this was super duper helpful um When's our next episode? It's on Saturday, which is Christmas Day in Australia. How exciting. Um, I might do it on Boxing Day, though, <laughs> um, if that's okay with you. I'd love a day off. So I will see you on Boxing Day. Um, have a really, 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 really beautiful Christmas. Um, may I please ask, if you love my podcast, which I hope that you do, um, would you please give it a little review? Um, that would be such a beautiful Christmas gift for me to receive. <laughs> <laughs> and it wouldn't cost you anything but um i would just be so appreciative of a little review um thank you so 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 much for listening have a beautiful day and i will see you on sunday okay bye everybody Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast today. If you're looking for clarity, if you need help with branding, your processes and bringing everything into alignment with your soul's purpose for your private practice, head to the show notes and click the link for more information about the Private Practice Monthly Mentorship Group. You are going to love it. I can't wait to see you in there. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.